Nice to see you. To see you. Nice. Turn to somebody near to you and say you're looking pretty radiant today. Now say to them, nah, not really. If you'd been stood with that copper at the edge of that river, you'd have heard us. Earlier that week, I was practicing DJing while whizzing off my head on amphetamines. You should have seen me I look like Gallum on speed behind decks. I practiced for months. And then that day at last, I got the knack of mixing two records in time, Waka Wong, and in key, Chocka Chong. Every time. As you'd expect, I was buzzing. Then Tanya, my girlfriend, walked in. Tanya had the looks. She had red hair. She didn't do drugs, but now, by now, she'd worked out that I did. She didn't need the skills of Sherlock. So suss that. Tanya, come here, watch this. I can mix in time, walk a wong, and in key, chock a chong every time. Big deal, I'm not bothered. I've just got in from work. I don't think I can do this anymore, Barry. I know you're off your head, you always are. We had a massive row and split up. So I put my gear in the car and got off. 58 hours later, I arrived in Buxton. It was only 35 miles away. <laughs> I was convinced that the big man upstairs had sent me there and that now, tooled up with my Technics turntables and tunes, that I was going to be a famous DJ and that I was going to make a record. <laughs> I knocked on 10 Ben and Breakfast doors. I'm going to be a famous DJ. I'm going to make a record. I need a room. I didn't get one. Is it any wonder? I don't think Diggs and the Sticks are used to this at two o'clock in the morning. I went for a mooch around this public park. There's a river. If I cross that, I'm going to be proper famous. So I stripped off, got in, got out the other side. Then I came to this big old posh building with a glass door. Bang, bang, bang. A woman peeked through. She didn't give me a room either, do you blame her? Next minute I saw a blue flashing light. Oh no, it's the dibble! So I legged it back down to the river. When I jump in there, I'm going to fall through the bottom and get away. So I jumped, but I hit the bottom instead. That bit was only that deep. <laughs> then that copper looked over the edge. He'd taken his hat off and he had a short sleeve shirt on. What are you doing in there like that at this time? Come here. He reached down to lend me his hand. Hey, officer, I'm going to be a famous DJ. I'm going to make a record. Are you now, lad? Yeah, I just need a room. I think I can help you find one of them. <laughs> and he did. I ended up in Leicester Prison on remand with a room down the hospital wing. I wasn't well, I was damaged, I was on that broken path. Do you know that we all wind up on that broken path 
at some point. Because damage happens to us all. Damage caused by our own personal dramas. You'll find we've all been on that path. It's not just me. There was a sharp thinking fellow on the scene in early, early Bible days called Solomon. He said, give careful thought to the paths of your feet. So what helpful truths can be found if we grab his advice and take a trip back down that broken path? Let's go see. To kick off, that broken path is where repairs can get actioned. Picture this, you're driving a car and you stop at a T-junction waiting to turn right. Then a double-decker bus comes beside you and stops waiting to turn left. Then the bus sets off to turn the corner, but as it swings around, the back of the bus hits the side of your car. So hard that it jolts you. But then the bus doesn't stop. The driver just carries on. What would you do? Phone a friend? Get on, take a Facebook selfie? Check that didn't? My back's killing me, out. I can feel a claim coming on. Or would you bomb it after the bus? Like I did, when it happened to me in Boundary Lane in your fast and furious style in my 16-plate focus. <laughs> I put the passenger window down ready so you could smell the burning rubber. As I did an handbrake turn in front of it to stop him. Mate, his comb over popped out. What? You've just hit the side of me car. No, I haven't. Yeah, I, yeah, you have. When you pulled out back there, you knocked into me. You pushed me right over. That wasn't me. Got off and come and have a look. So I got out, I went to the side of my car. Look at the state of that there. Look at all that orange and white paint in there. Oh, that's not off mine. Are you having a laugh? You can't say that's not off yours. Look, there's even some of my black there on that massive scuff on the corner of yours. That's not black, that's dark grey. That's black, forged shadow black to be exact. How can you be so hard faced? You bang to rights, mate. Hmm. Looks like I am really, doesn't it? I better give me details then. When I got home, I phoned my insurance. A bus had just hit me and damaged the side of my car. Okay, sir, someone from my local body shop will be in touch to arrange to pick it up. Later that day, they came and took my car away and they repaired the damage. Do you know, in a similar fashion, God can repair the damage done to us, but he's the master repairer because he's able to repair damaged hearts. He's able to repair damaged emotions and he's even able to repair the damage done to us by those hard-faced so-and-sos who try to deny it, like the bus driver with the comb over did. See, that broken path is where repairs can get actioned. Think about the damage that's landed you on that path. Listen, God can repair that damage. He can reach down to lend you his hand. A bloke in the Bible, Job, man, he was proper damaged by all the drama that had happened to him. But then God flipped the script. 
It says that God restored him and gave him back twice as much. See, that broken path is where repairs can get actioned. I was in that public park. It was way gone two in the morning. Hey, officer, I'm going to be a famous DJ. I'm going to make a record. That broken path is where repairs can get actioned. And besides this, that broken path can have an end point. Raise your hand if you've ever been the kind of person to write letters with a pen. For the younger ones, this is how we used to send a message to someone. Do you know, apart from those I wrote when I was in prison, I've only ever sat down one, once to write a letter this way. This was to me, ma'am. It's the only letter I've ever sent her. I've still got the letter because our kid found it in a biscuit tin underneath my mum's bed after she died. I wrote this during a period on that path towards the end when I was a bit of a hostile resider. By this stage, I was so poor, I used to swim a tikini tracksuit bottoms inside out to get another six months out of him. <laughs> If you'd been in my room in that hostel, you'd have seen me at that little table writing it. I, ma'am, I thought I'd drop your line to let you know how I'm doing. This Sally Army hostel is so much better than the one in Salford. The staff and residents are dead friendly and really down to earth. It cost me 21 quid a week. I get me breakfast, dinner, tea, supper all in. It's the best food I've ever eaten. Ma'am, I'm looking for a cheap black and white portable telly. If you see one, about a tenner, let me know. I've been travelling around on my free bus pass and I've asked our kid to post me up the cheap bootleg tobacco. So don't worry about me, ma'am. I'm fine. Love you. Baz. P.S. I bet you didn't know I could write letters, did you? <laughs> As you can see, I was stuck on that broken path. Then God reached down to lend me his hand to take me off it. And so my days on there were done. Listen. 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 That broken path can have an end point. Paul, out of the Bible, he was on that broken path more than once in the course of his lifetime. And he said, yet God rescued me from them all. Are you on that broken path? Because you've been damaged in some way. Maybe you've wound up on there recently. Or it could be that you've been stuck on there for some time. Listen, however long you've been on there, or even if you've been in there more than once, God can take you off that path. Same as he did with me. See, that broken path can have an end point. I was in that public park. It was way gone two in the morning. Hey, officer, I'm going to be a famous DJ. I'm going to make a record. That broken path is where repairs can get actioned. It can have an end point and that broken path positions you to get next to the broken. If you got chatting with Sai, you clock his stoky accent 
his half gold front tooth in his big heart for broken blokes. We first got chatting after I finished speaking in Dovegate Prison way back. That's when we first started working in jails when my book came out. That was when we started our prison project, which is to give a copy of my book, Once an Addict, to every prisoner in the United Kingdom. Right now, there's 94,200 prisoners behind bars in the UK. So far, we've sent 51,000 copies free of charge into jails. And there's one small way that you can support that. Just so happens that some of my books are out there. For every one copy of Once an Addict You Buy, we then use the profit from that to send two into prisons. And then the rest of the profit that's left over, that helps us with the rest of our prisons work. I speak in 42 jails a year. Tomorrow, I'm going to be local in Buckleyall. I've already spoken 12 prisons this year. So all the funds that are coming through that table, of course, go into the charity that, that I run, and it gets earmarked for the prison's work, because we don't get any funding for our prison's work. Sai was doing time in Dovegate. I can't really tell you what it was in for, but I can tell you it involved a post office, a sawn of shotgun and a balaclava. <laughs> it was given a 12-stretch. He was on that broken path. Then God reached down to lend him his hand when he was in his cell one night. Now Sai heads up the walk in Stoke-on-Trent with his wife. She's the brains. An organisation that was set up to get alongside prisoners when they're released. If you'd been with me just recently, you'd have seen me ask him about it. Sai I remember when the walk was getting off the ground. But tell me about the journey, mate. It started off when I was inside, bro. Towards the end of my sentence, I was working down the reception. And I kept seeing lads leaving. And within no time, they'd be back. And I thought, Do you know, I've been on that path. The same one as them. But now God's got me back. So when I get out, I can do something to help. That was eight years ago, bro. Nowadays, we've got a detox centre, a recovery home, three support houses and 14 semi-supported apartments. So far, since the start, we've had 706 men through. Bro, see, that broken path positions you to get next to the broken. That fella who'd been on that broken path more than once, he said this too. God comes alongside us when we're going through it. And before you know it, he brings us alongside someone else who's going through it. See, when we get through it, we can then help others to navigate their way through it. Listen, that broken path positions you to get next to the broken. Yeah. I was in that public park. It was way gone two in the morning. Hey, officer, I'm going to be a famous DJ. I'm going to make a record. That broken path is where repairs can get actioned. It can have an end point. It positions you to get next to the broken. And as well as these, that broken path is where you can switch paths. You had to be there to hear how she said it. A little while back, I made an appointment 
to see a nurse at my doctor's for a routine checkup. Two days before I went, I got a text. Dear patient, your annual mental health review is due. Annual mental health review. They must have mixed it up. They sent me this instead of the reminder. So I go to the doctors and I'm sitting there waiting. Barry Wood with this way, please. When I got into the treatment room, the nurse was sat at a computer. She had big brown glasses on her hair was tied back and I'm sure that perfume was Gucci Rush. <laughs> right then, Mr. Woodward, what you're here for now? Ah, you're here for your annual mental health review, aren't you? No. I don't have a mental health review. I'm just here for a checkup. Well, it says here, Mr. Woodward, that you do one. Well, I can't be because I don't have them anymore. I did do, though, whilst I was seeing a psychiatrist, back when I heard voices and I was an addict. But then I stopped seeing one. Why did you stop seeing one, Mr. Woodward? Because there's no need. Not since the voices vanished and I ditched the drugs. After I'd had a eureka moment in a church, it was like I'd switched paths. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. And it was the way that she said it. I knew what she was thinking. Are you sure there's no need for you to see a psychiatrist, <laughs> Mr. Woodward? Listen, that broken path is where you can switch paths could you do with switching from that path that you're on look 2,000 years ago 2,000 miles away God who flung the stars into space God who spoke the universe into being put skin on and became a man his name is Jesus and he came to this earth and he was tempted just like you, but he resisted temptation. Then at the age of 33, he allowed himself to be nailed to a cross. He was damaged. He was on that broken path, but he was on there for you though. Because he died on that cross to pay the price for your faults, your flaws and for your failures. He died on that cross so that you could get back to the drawing board and to pave the way for you to switch paths. There's a saying in God's instruction of the Bible that was written by a guy who totally made people sit up and take notice. He said, be wise and always have enough sense to follow the right path. Listen, that broken path is where you can switch paths, but you have to make the change. As you can imagine, when you get to speak in lots of places like I do, you get to stay in lots of hotels. I spend six months of my year in hotels. That's not a complaint. I do miss my wife, of course, most of the time. <laughs> I'm what you might call now a hotel hopper. I'm not a hostel resider anymore. That was the preparation for my upgrade. Do you know, once I locked myself out of a hotel really late at night. I'm not telling you where it was or the name of the hotel. Oh no, what a numbskull. What am I going to do? 
force my way in or do I bide my time out here until somebody lets me in? Sat that, it's late, life is too short. So I grabbed the handle, turned it and started yanking at it, going crazy. You should have seen me as like a frenzied Jackie Chan. On steroids. After about an hour, the electric lock clicked and the door came open. Phew, that was close. I'm knackered. Oh, there's no cameras out here. Fancy that clip popping up on your Facebook timeline. Do you know, that scenario is the same as us and God. We are that building. God wants to come in, but he won't force his way in. So he bides his time. He bides his time until you open the door and you give him consent to come in. In the Bible, he puts it this way. He says, I stand. So he buys his time outside your door until you open it and give him consent to come in. And when you give him consent to come in, he reaches down to lend you his hand. Listen, that broken path is where you can switch paths. But you need to make the change. That's up to you. What are you going to do? I'm going to close out by, now by spinning back to that scene. Me behind my decks. Tanya, come here, watch this. I can mix in time, walk a wong. An inky, chuck a chong. Every time. Big deal. Don't think I can do this anymore. 58 hours later, I was in Buxton. I'm going to be a famous DJ. I'm going to make a record. I need a room. I got a room in the end, down the hospital wing in Leicester Prison. I wasn't well, I was damaged. I was on that broken path. That path that we've all been on. Sharp thinking, Solomon said, give careful thought to the paths of your feet. We've grabbed his advice and we've taken a trip and found some truce. If you're in the room, please stand. If you're watching online, keep watching. Listen up, listen up, listen up. Whether you're watching online or you're in the room. Right now, God is set to reach down to lend you his hand. He's biding his time outside your door. But it's you that needs to make the change. What are you going to do? I'm going to pray a prayer. And I'm going to invite two groups of people to pray this prayer with me, whether you're watching online or you're in the room. The first group are those people you have never prayed a prayer, you've never given God consent to come in. It could be that you've been coming to this church. It could be that you've been watching online. And you kind of believe in God. But you've never given God consent to come in. It could be that you're coming to this church just to keep your partner happy. And you sit there feeling dead uncomfortable every week because you just can't wait to get home. Listen, God stood outside your door. He's waiting for you. So you need to park your pride outside. 
He could have been brought by a friend and didn't know what to expect. And you kind of, yeah, I, I kind of, I'm not, I've, I've no problem with God. He stood outside your door. You need to give him consent to come in and then he'll reach down to lend you his hand. It could be that you're struggling with the higher power. You get all the other steps, but the higher power one you really wrestle with. Listen, pray this prayer. And God, Jesus, God with skin on will become your higher power and he will reach down to lend you his hand. So the first group are those people in this room, those people watching online. You've never prayed a prayer before. You're going to pray this prayer. You're going to give God consent to come in. The second group of people are those people who are watching online or in this room. You have prayed a prayer at some point in the past. And you've got going on the Christian journey, but for whatever reason, right now, at this stage, you're not cutting it. Listen, there's no condemnation for you. We're under grace. It's a good job in it because none of us would be in this room if we wasn't. None of us would be on this planet if we wasn't. But I just want to say to the second group, just pray this prayer as a way of reconnecting, getting back on track. And God will forgive and forget. And as you leave this place, you can just crack on with the rest of your Christian journey. So they're the two groups, whether you're watching online, whether you're in the room, we're going to pray this prayer. The rest of you in the room... You're going to pray to encourage those two groups. Yeah. Are we ready? Yeah. All three groups repeat after me. Dear God, Dear God I, come I come to you today and I admit that I'm not perfect. God, I ask that you forgive me for my faults, for my flaws, for my failures. And God, I say that this is the day when I want to switch paths. And God, I ask that you reach down to lend me your hand to take me off that broken path. While the heads are bowed, if you're in the room, if you're watching online, keep watching. If you're in the room and you've prayed that prayer and you're part of the first group or the second group, can you raise your hand as quickly as you can so I can see it? Keep your hands raised, keep your hands raised, keep your hands raised. If you're part of the first group or the second group, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Put your hands down. 10 people. 11, 12. Just put your hands down. 12 people have raised their hands. There's more of you in this room who's prayed that prayer. I'm going to count down 10 seconds to give you an extra 10 seconds. There's 12 people already prayed that prayer, but there's more of you. I'm going to count down and we're going to say this. Park your pride outside. Put your pride in your handbag. Put it in your pocket. Do something with it. Get it out of the way because pride can stop you connecting with God. So those 12, you raise your hand. You don't need to raise, raise it again. But the rest of you, if you're part of the first group or the second group, as I count down, can you raise your hand so I can see it? 10, 9, anybody else? One over here. Thank you. Anybody else? Another two as I count down. Eight. Another three. Brilliant. As I count down. Seven, six, anybody else? Five, four, anybody else? Three, anybody else? 
two, one, another one there, five, 17 people all together. I'm going to count to three. And on the point of three, I'm going to ask you to leave your seats and walk through the back doors. Why? Someone's going to come and meet you. They're going to come and chat with you. They're going to give you a booklet, which I brought with me. That's for you to take away with you. There's also a card with a QR code on that I want you to scan when you get home or wherever you are. Go back, scan that QR code and that will take you to a video and I explain what you do next. And someone from the church is going to chat with you for a couple of minutes. So all those people who's raised your hand, you're going to leave your seats. You're going to walk to the back, through the back door, maybe over this corner this way to make it easier. Are we ready? One, two, three. You go now as quickly as you can. All those people, raise your hands. You go now. Let's give them a round. You go now. Yeah. You, all those people, raise your hands. Thank you. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, you keep going. That's right. You keep going. You keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.